Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 468 with a review of Good Time. I'm Christopher Schneezy. Yo, what up? It's your homie, Khalif. <laughs> and I'm Stephen Miller, who can't do voices. <laughs> and if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, as we said, we're talking about the film Good Time. So, here's the deal. No opening question this week. Uh, Steven and I are going to be hopping on a plane to leave the country for a little trip. Um, so we're... Unnecessary No, I'm, I'm just explaining the... Uh, <laughs> the people want to know. It, it's been a while since we've released an episode. Oh, they... uh, we are going to sit together tonight, the three of us, and record um, a few different reviews. And I don't know when they're coming out, but hopefully they'll be coming out sometime soon in the next two weeks while we're gone. Um, afterwards, things should be back to regularly scheduled. I, I don't know that was in English. Um, back to our regu- regularly scheduled podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so we are going to be on a strange schedule in the next two weeks. Hope you enjoy these episodes. Thank you for listening. Now on to the review. <laughs> we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Good Time, and then we're going to come back and uh, do this review. I got to come clean with you about something. What? I told you about my brother, yeah? I told you about the program he's forced to attend and how he shouldn't be there. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Do you understand that? No. Something happened. I don't know exactly what. My brother's been arrested. He's being held at Rikers Island. You could get killed in there. Sorry, I just have a client that walked in. We're good? You get another 10 grand, your brother will get out. Where are you? How much money can you get right now? Come on, bro. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? What do you think I'm doing this for? I don't want to get him out tonight. gonna make it worse for me. You ever do time before? Is your brother okay? Listen, I want you to come with me. Now you are gonna love it. This place where we are now can be a lot of fun if you let it. You're gonna have a good time. That was the trailer for a good time. It is about a pair of brothers. Uh, one of them is developmentally disabled. Uh, the other, and they uh, they go off and do a little a little a little heist. They do they do a bank robbery, and one of the brothers gets nabbed. And this story follows the other brother um, as he tries to do what he can to raise the money to get his brother out on bail because he's worried for his brother in being in jail. Um, Stephen Miller. Yes. What, what did you think of Good Time? Uh, so I loved Good Time. <laughs> I, I thought this was a 
phenomenal movie. I normally try to like wait till later to say exactly how I felt, but that this movie is just my kind of movie. It, it, it's the kind of thing where the the Safety brothers or Safety brothers they have such a good sense of tone. They just know how to make make a scene pull you in, and like the plot mattered in this movie, I guess, insofar as something was going on. But I could have just soaked in the world of this movie for hours. Like yeah. it almost wouldn't have mattered what was happening. Um, I really love the the kind of aesthetic of city at night and kind of this journey through the underground of New York. Um, I it's a weird comparison, but I got like very lost in translationy feelings, which just like. The, the bright blinking billboards at night, like the glow of city life happening. Um, a lot of Taxi Driver, a lot of Blade Runner too. Just a lot of like very interesting kind of like seedy, glamorized, but also dirty New York and making a making an adventure through that. Um, I think Robert Pattinson is like phenomenal in this role. He just completely inhabits this character who is a fairly unredeemably selfish character who thinks he's a really good selfless character i think he's like he he toes this line very well where he's doing everything for the right reasons and in the process of doing everything for the right reason he gives zero fucks about so many other people in the world yeah um, but, but i mean he genuinely cares about his brother he does he yeah. genuinely cares I, I think that's what it is is he takes a you know a, a criminal like a, a con artist basically and gives him pathos and heart and makes you you root for him even though there are so many times in this movie that you kind of look at a thing he did and are like, why did you have to go that far? <laughs> um, but the, the movie is just so un, unrelenting in letting his character go through this journey of rescuing his brother or believing himself to have rescued the brother. And it, it's really not afraid to let moments sit for a while. Like, if there's a moment that requires him to stay silent for minutes on end, hiding in a dark room so nobody catches him, the movie is fine just sitting there in the dark room and watching him stay there. Yeah. Like, Even though this is a movie that has a pretty short runtime and lasts over the course of one night, it never feels like it's rushing from point A to one point B. It's like very happy to just let you sit there and live with the character. Uh, yeah, I, I just loved it. I think Pattinson definitely nails it, but all the side characters are great too. Uh, the whichever director brother played uh, his brother in the movie, I think he does such a good job of inhabiting this um, mentally ill character and not making it feel like, uh, you know, like a Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder type of like never, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, like yeah. It, it doesn't feel like a thing where it's gimmicky. It really feels like a kind of heartfelt portrait of this fairly slow person. Um, yeah. I'm pretty amazed that he is not like an actor by trade. He's just the director who decided to be in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say. I love all the performances in it. I want to soak in this movie over and over again. So Carson Patrick, uh, before uh, when I got done seeing this film, I saw a little bit before the release, and my first thought halfway through the movie was this is going to be Carson's favorite movie of the year. So was this your favorite movie of the year? <clears throat> uh, not my favorite movie, but definitely uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I think that was pretty obvious um, from the beginning of this movie. Um, I can't, I guess, instead of just reiterating everything that Steven said, I'll just say uh, uh, very much enjoyed A Simple Plan on Acid. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, like, obviously, like, grimy, gritty, just uh, very low-budge, 70s 
inspiration here, I feel like. Um, and uh, I appreciated the fact that it was like very loud. Um, I don't know if that was just the theater I was in was like playing it. No, it's definitely the mix. It's definitely the mix. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed like the, the, the chaotic nature of that. Um, I think if you were to play this movie with uh, Dunkirk, you would die. <laughs> um, um, like the, it has a lot of, um, it has a lot of, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between those two movies. Um, I think that, uh, the, the acting is great and it's like, a lot of it is like, it's very intense and dramatic, but a lot of it is like very funny, like not, I mean, I could see where, I mean, it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's just like stuff that's just happening in the moment that like is humorous uh like for instance like the scene where they're at the he's trying to get the loan and it's just like in your face and they cut to the the loan guy and like the whole time he's on like a he's on the phone but then like when they cut back to him he's got like the phone and an iphone up to his other ear and he's just like yeah it's chaos <laughs> here like i don't know something about that is just like really funny like that's like the whole movie and like you know, some of the things that, um, like, I could see where, <laughs> I could see, like, where people would, like, think it's, like, overly funny, but, I don't know, something about it is definitely has a streak of humor to it. Um, and I just felt like, you know, there was a lot of, like, real characters in it. Uh, it felt like, you know, things were really happening at times. Um, it, it felt like most of the actors, they pulled off the street. I mean, even Robert Pattinson feels like someone who... You know, they just set up a camera and let roll. I mean, they clearly did a lot of like guerrilla filmmaking and shit. Like this is, this is definitely like that kind of movie. Um, and, and I mean, like to the point where like everyone's face just looks fucking awful. Like everyone has like acne scars and just like there's like there's no vanity mm-hmm. whatsoever uh, in this movie. And uh, yeah, I just like appreciated like the like the hardcore like nature of that. Um, and obviously the movie looks really good. Um, and sometimes you get annoyed by like, you know, some of these indie movies that shoots everything in fucking close up. Uh, it's like handheld close up and it's like, they won't give you a wide shot. Um, but I feel like in the beginning I was kind of like, uh oh, um, but I think, you know, they were actually utilizing it correctly and going for, you know, this certain style, like to make everything claustrophobic and shit. And I think that, I think it later benefited it really well. And obviously they didn't stick to that for the whole movie. There's a little more. It's not that whole thing. Um, so anyway, I really like that. And obviously the score is really great. Uh, 103's point never. Gotta, gotta get that shit, man. That, that thing was on fire. Um, I guess that's it. I don't know really more. Yeah, Benny Safdie, he was great. Um, it's good. <laughs> it's a good time. It was, it was a good time. Good bro. Good time, good time bro. It was a good time. Good time, bro. Yeah. So, uh, I so my, my first introduction to this film's existence was uh, one day when Steven was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty curious about this uh, new Robert Pattinson movie too." And I was like, "What movie is this?" And I watched the trailer and I was like, eh, "You know." It, it it might be good. I don't know. Literally the next day, Alamo Drafthouse put up a, a thing for like an early screening of the film. And I was like, all right, why not? <laughs> Let's do this. So I kind of walked 
Typical Sinead's reaction. <laughs> oh, this really great movie doesn't look good, but the Fat House is doing a Q&A advanced screening, so it, now okay, I'll so want to see For the record, it. it wasn't that I said... No, no, don't make excuses. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me speak for myself, damn it. Uh, but no, uh, okay, no, it wasn't that right, I thought it looked right. bad. I, I was just kind of like, it, it, it didn't pull me in. I was just kind of like, okay, maybe it's good. I don't know. Um, but then, like, the fact that they were doing a screening, it was like, you know, their endorsement of the film. I was like, all right, let's, let's just do it. We're going to see it. Um, this movie is so good. <laughs> this movie is extremely good. Uh, I was sad that Steven didn't go to get to go to the screening uh, with me, um, but he I... tried to break me out of the office, but he got the <laughs> wrong guy. <laughs> but yeah, so like, like <laughs> in the opening scene, I was like, "Oh, this this movie is going to be Carson's favorite movie of the year." And uh, like 15 minutes into it, I was like, "Oh, this might be one of my favorite movies of the year." And it the oh man. Must have been that fog rod chili cheese fries or something. <laughs> I, ironically enough, I think this was the time I was telling Steven I ordered the prosciutto fig pizza. They brought me a fucking potato pizza. Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck those fuckers! But it's okay. It didn't take away from the film. Um, th- this film is is amazing. It is amazing. I went in not knowing what to expect, and I was immediately like, from the opening, just uh, you have you have the one brother sitting in with the. I don't know. Is he like? I don't know if he's like a social worker or some sort of... I assume he's like a court-appointed therapist or something okay. like that. So, so he's... <laughs> it's just in a Howard Stern interview, dude. <laughs> that guy totally... He's like, how how big is your penis? That's, but, you that know, explains why that's they the shouted Baba Booey at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so you, you open the scene, like, I immediately am drawn in and I care for the brother. And, like, when Robert Pattinson shows up, you instantly buy his love for his brother and his watching out for him. And it, it, it was why I jumped in when you were saying that, like, Robert Pattinson doesn't give a crap about a lot of people. But it was like, it is obvious how much he cares about his brother. And they're in, a, like, they, they rob a bank at the beginning of this film. And you care so much about them being okay. This whole like they're they're sort of bad guys, but like they just they're just trying to survive. And like you are immediately drawn into this relationship between the two brothers, and you are completely like on the edge of your seat the entire time. Like all he has to do is is get enough money to get his brother out. Like there's no plan after that. Like Robert Pattinson has zero plan. He's just trying to make bail so that his brother doesn't have to sit in jail because he doesn't want his brother to have to sit in jail. And like there's if he gets his brother out of jail on bail, the brother's still going to be in trouble for robbing a bank. Like there, mm-hmm. there's no there's no getting out of anything. There's no plan. There is just oh my god, I care about my brother and I want to get him out. I will do anything I have to to try to do this. Let me do this. He makes stupid decisions, but you can see it doesn't feel it's not like a horror movie where like somebody's doing something stupid and getting killed. And you're like, whatever. This is a person who doesn't know what to do, but is going to try whatever they can to try to save their brother. And it feels so real. The soundtrack to this movie is awesome. It's in your face. Like everything about like like the style and the presentation of this film are so engrossing that it was just one of my favorite experiences of the year. It's the Dunkirk of regular movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, this is, I told Steven already, but this is the only film I've ever seen in my life where the credits made me tear up. And like, that's that, that, that saying like this film earns that moment, very simple, understated moment. And you're just watching sit like no one got up from there. I mean, it, there was a Q&A afterwards, so most people don't get up in the theater. But I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you just sit there and you're watching the credits roll and the footage that's playing under it. And you're just like, 
shit. Yeah. That was a good movie. This moment is so earned. And like you feel everything, every character in the film is going through. And it's it's just one of those journey films where it's like, this is an inconsequential period of time. I mean, th- there's consequences, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is a very short window of time where just somebody is rushing to do a thing. But there's so much weight to every action they take. But like it's just a small little isolated part of a story. And it's 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 just a, an amazing it's, it's an amazing film, and it will most likely be in my top ten films at the end of the year, unless a bunch of really awesome stuff comes out. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do want to say, for the record, like, like me thinking that he is like, in many ways, a very flawed or uncaring person toward the rest of the world. That isn't at all trying to like negate the power of him also caring for his brother. I think that those things match together. It's like the particular aspect of like this rough dude who if you saw him and his behavior on the street would think like what a fucking asshole right but when you get inside his head then it convinces you to care about his journey even though you know that his plan is flawed and most everything he does is like toxic and probably doing more harm to his brother than than helping his brother but you still care for him and and i think that's what the the movie does really well is it it shows you this kind of dark gritty I don't want to say realist because it's like a hyper romanticized grittiness of the world, yeah. but like it, it lets you sit in that and then it like waits for you to find something to really connect to anyway. And I mean, there's a TV show that won't be named that I've been trying to get Chris to watch <laughs> where characters care about family and no one else and you learn to care about them anyway. Uh, but I'm not going to turn this into that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, uh, yeah, I, I think that combination is like and very lethal one like it's a very emotionally gripping one because it it convinces you to care about people you didn't think you were going to care about and then the emotional payoff at the end can be such a a tiny little thing but it compared to the rest of the movie that credit scene feels so kind of like pure and like true like it it just feels like a very nice true moment that the movie earns without explicitly tugging your heartstrings on the way to getting there. Yeah, it yeah. just like it earns it by contrasting it with the rest of the film, and yeah, I think it's great. Well, my brother said this was some real New York <laughs> shit, so I don't know. But then I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up. He's all Mister New York over here. Oh, I lived here for a year now. I'm Spike <laughs> Lee. Like whatever. But yeah, he was like. Bro, he's like, Spider-Man Homecoming and Good Time. Real Basically the shit. same movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like, they spilled, they filmed Spider-Man Homecoming in Atlanta. I didn't know your brother okay. was Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> That's what I imagined the entire audience of the Fat House when this movie opened. <laughs> <laughs> That I don't know why you had to like look down on the the Alamo Draft House people. Did that did that ha- did that not did that happen though? Did were people laughing? No one like laughed that? like that. Everyone loved the movie. Uh that's because you're that's because you don't I don't think you can you can like tune into the to What's the, the matter? You got yet. prosciutto and fig pizza in your ears? Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm going to mention it. I'm my goal is to mention it so many times. That when Chris goes to the movie or Steve and Chris go to the movie, like you guys will finally hear it. Like when I've talked about shaky cam so much and then Chris like goes to the movie and he's like, oh, fuck. Like he just he sees the shaky I cam. I do, but now, all I know? think is it's Carson's like going to hate this. And also, if I can back up for just a second, there were no Spences firing off because the safety was on. 
All right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, get it. <laughs> I was going to call this movie Safety Not Guaranteed, but I didn't. It was a layup. Uh, any more thoughts about the film, guys? Uh, the only other one I had, Carson no. mentioned the, the bail bond office. And I really like that location oh, yeah. in particular because it gave the film an almost like John Wick type vibe to me where this is, it's this like pre-existing known entity that you've never met before. And it's like just this kind of neon brightly lit place that operates at night. And it really felt like, I loved the movie the way it turned out, but if the movie had just been him like going through different scenes and casts of characters that were like that, I would have also dug it. So I enjoy the like kind of little world that is built up here that you don't have to know very much about. Yeah. Yeah. But for real though, like uh, Robert Pattinson, like in terms of uh, post Twilight careers, like Case I, I mean, I've always liked her and she's been doing great afterward, but Robert Pattinson wins hands down post Twilight career. Like he's been killing it ever since then. And like all of the movies he's chosen have been like, I mean, really water for elephants roles. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was all right, but I I mean, for real though, like the, the Rover lost city of Z, like the Cronenberg movies he did. Um, like, I know there's some others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but uh, like, yeah, he's just working with a lot of, you know, he's just using his his star power and stuff to work with a lot of interest or cool filmmakers and and do a lot of uh, unique movies. And uh, I mean, I just think that in terms of in terms of who had a better post Twilight career, I think Robert Pattinson for sure is the streak is real. I, I would agree, though. I think it's very so. close. <laughs> i know i'm like i'm waiting for steven to jump in and be like i don't know man case do all those artsy fucking movies oh case do i'll see us bro i'll for see us forever forever i'm gonna live forever <laughs> so. but yeah um i i just think that like i, I guess because like kirsten stewart hasn't been maybe just hasn't been pumping him out as many as like she's been kind of like going at a little more of a slower mm-hmm. pace but um yeah it just feels like you know every year there's at least two robert pattinson movies where you're like oh yeah like all right yeah. <laughs> and i so, apparently the a- the safty brothers wrote this film with him specifically in mind for the character so he he has set yeah, up a he, pre-existing he's... cred already where they believed this to be something he would do yeah because he saw like a still of heaven knows what and he was just like i want to yeah. be in your movie Apparently, so I sent them a very passionate email. So I guess if Robert Pattinson wants to be in your movie, you're doing something right. Speaking of doing something right, let's move on into the verdicts for this film. Uh, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? Must-see. No, <laughs> nothing further to add. <laughs> Carson Patrick. Uh, yeah, must-see. Uh yeah. Must see for me as well. That's three must sees for you. Everybody, you should go out right now and you should see Good Time because it's an amazing film and you'll have a good time watching it. Also, watch Triple Nine first because you'll understand a moment a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what moment is that? The, the red stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris already forgot. You forgot. Already yeah, I put that whole that movie, movie in my rear view. <laughs> Yeah, you put that. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, Stephen Miller. If he, fuck, the, <laughs> fuck this movie, bro. Fuck this movie. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, 
where is it that they may do that? Uh, you can find me drinking a Sprite bottle full of LSD at <laughs> twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. <laughs> Carson Patrick? Someday, I swear. Uh, yeah, you can... Go uh, I'm doing the same, dude. I just gotta drink some, some Sprite LSD. Where can I buy that? I gotta call up Khalif. <laughs> My homeboy. Um, people can find me uh, working at a theme park yelling, I'm the captain now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or they can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the convenient little form on our site. Uh, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Good Times, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, as we said, there will be a few episodes kind of trickling out over the next few weeks while we are away, but then uh, we'll be back in the future. So hopefully you enjoy these reviews, and uh, you keep subscribed, and we'll see you when we get back. Bye.